this is the first time that we're meeting, that we're meeting in a place where no folks are here. And uh, God has gave me a word for us today. And in times like this, I know a lot of times when we come to preach, we, we think about, we pray and says, Lord, if it's any bad spirits here today, we pray that, that you would uh, deal with all that. And uh, well, if there's any bad spirits here today, it's limited to about five of us, six of us in all. And uh, so we can narrow it down to where it's coming from. I remember my electrician one time, Ricky Keel, I'd meet for breakfast and he had a big electrical company and he was talking about how bad his help was. And he, he would say, they ain't worth nothing. And so I remember one morning he'd come in and all his help had quit him. Everyone had quit him. He didn't have a man one to work for him that morning. And he said, y'all ain't going to believe this. said, my help is, every one of them has quit. And I, I said to him, I said, well, you said they were sorry anyway. And so no bad spirits here today as we're here to preach. And uh, Kaylee just come back around the corner with her smiling face. And so that's all good. And Sarah Beth's right here in front of me. And uh, I, I want us to go to the first Kings uh, 17th chapter. I believe this is where God would have us to be today and uh, in times like these. Uh, I, I think it's a positive thing always when we can come to a place where our faith has to work. You know, the Bible said faith without works, and I've always said a faith that ain't working ain't faith. And so sometimes we're just put into places where God uh, just asks us to use that faith that we have. And that's what we live on is faith. And I want to read these verses, and I'll try to do the best I can in 1 Kings chapter 17. And I think it would be better in the Spirit this morning as I was praying that if I read all these verses to you and you would know how, how this story is being proclaimed in the Bible. And Elijah the Tishbite, which was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said to Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel liveth before whom I stand, there shall be no dew nor rain three years, but according to my word. And the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Get thee hence, and turn thee eastward, and hide thyself from the brook Cherub, that is, before Jordan. And it shall be that, that thou shalt drink of the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. So he went and did according unto the word of the Lord, for he went and dwelt by the brook Cherith, that is, before Jordan. And the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning and bread and flesh in the evening, and he drank of the brook. And it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Arise, go to thee to Zarephath, which belong, belongeth in Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. And he arose and went to Zarephath, and when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the woman was there gathering of sticks, and he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thine hand. And she said, As the Lord God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel, and a little oil 
in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son that they may, we may eat it and die. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me therefore a little cake first and bring it unto me. And after, make for thee and thy son. For thus says the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil until the day of the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And she went and did accordingly to the sand of Elijah, and she and he and her house did eat many days. The barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the crews of all fail, according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by Elijah. We've been preaching around here about trusting God. We've preached already, Second Chronicles, we've, we've preached how God provide in the days that we've had the coronavirus. We've, we've preached on that. We've had encouraging messages to, to help us along the way. But as we see in Elijah's day that, that Elijah was in a pretty good shape, that God had blessed him, but, but the brook dried up. You know, as I think about what's going on here in our country, a, a lot of things have dried up that we're used to. We don't have, we can't maybe uh, have the football games that we would like to watch for amusement or things like that. We can't go to fine dining. We, if you wanted to, you couldn't find a place that you could go into a, a place that was a fine dining. You could light a candle and set it in the middle of the table and you could do those things. So a lot of things have dried up. But in this day, God sent Elijah to Zidon and, 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 he, and he told him to dwell there and God fed him. And then, then God, when he got through with him after the brook had dried up, he said, I, I want you to go to a place. He said, I've commanded a woman there to sustain thee. And when I think about that, Sister Renee, I, I think about his sustaining power, his sustaining grace. That word sustain thee, I mean, it just got, it just got all over me. And, I, and, and I, I just, if we could just, if we could just stop for just a minute and just think about it, that there never has been a time in all of our life, neither have I ever seen a time in other people's life, if, if, if people would just allow to God, there's never been a time, never been a death that I've ever been to, there's never been a funeral that I've ever been through to that I didn't see the Lord to step in and sustain people in whatever need that they have. And we know, we know that the Bible said, he, God said, I'll supply your every need according to your riches and glory. And here's what I like about God's Word. What I like about God's Word is God said, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. So we, we didn't already preach in 1 Chronicles, if I shut up the rain and we do all these things, if you'll just humble yourself and pray and you just do what I have you to do, that I'll sustain you, I'll, I'll take care of you. He said, but if you turn and forsake those things that I've told you to do, then that sustaining power could come off of us. It's amazing how this morning I was just praying. And I knew I had other people praying for me. And it was probably their prayers that come to me when I, when I thought about Elijah here as he went and he, and he told this woman, he said, make me a cake first. 
They see, she said, we don't even have enough. We just got enough just to make a little old something for me and my boy. She done looked off in that barrel, and, and I know how it is, and looking off in something, and how somebody has fed the horses, you know, for the last time. They hadn't put a fresh barrel bag in there, a feed in there. And so sometimes when you look off in that feed barrel, they're just a little bit around the edge, edges. Maybe you could shake it. Maybe you could pick the barrel up and you could pour it in a little something that you might could give a, a little to one horse. But there you got four or five horses and you think, what good is it? This was a helpless place that, that she was in. But as I thought about it, she said, all I have is just to fix these. And I, I thought about the same, the same faith that Elijah had for this woman is the same faith that Abraham had when he was taking Isaac up and he, he told the men, I wrote it down, it said, it said, Abraham said to the young men, that's what the Bible said in Genesis 22, 5. They, he said, abide here. You remember they was going up on the mountain and God had told him to lay Isaac and, and, and uh, I want you to put Isaac as a sacrifice for, for on the altar. And so he knew that and he was walking that way. But he told the young man, he said, abide here with the ass and I and the lad will, will go yonder and worship and we will come again to you just like Elijah had told him, the Lord said, do you fix me that cake? And then after you fix me that, even the woman, she knows better than anybody. I would say Elijah probably, he, he could have could not know anything about cooking. He could have could not know how much water you could put with some meal and how far you could stretch it. But I believe that this woman had stretched, had stretched that as far as it would go. I believe she knew that all we've got is a very little but Elijah come and said to her, said, you go and you, you fix that. And then after you fix that for me, you fix it for you. That's what faith to do. What a sustaining God is. He's always been that way and he'll, he'll never, ever change being that sustaining God. And so when I thought about this and I, I thought about this barrel, uh, about this meal in this barrel, I was just thinking in the spirit. I mean, the spirit of the Lord just come to me this morning, sitting at the desk there. And I thought about that barrel in the spirit. I thought about how, how that that meal, that thing that would be nourishing to us, how it reminded me as we turn over to John in the sixth chapter and uh, the 48th verse. There's so many things that the Lord can teach us in his word. That meal and what's God trying to show us in the spirit and what's going on. And in John 6, 46, it says these words. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. To a lost person, I would say today that, that, that scripture is going to say, and I'm going to say this in a few minutes, it says heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will not never pass away. Other scripture says a man shall not live by bread alone. And I've often said that like man shall not live by wonder bread alone. We used to know a, a heart's bread and other colonial bread. He said, no, he said, man shall not live by bread alone. And then we're here we are with this verse and Jesus is talking and he said, I am the bread of life. 
I am that, I am that cake. It's not what you see in, in the barrel. It's not what you see in that you can physically touch. He said, I am more important to you. I'm, I'm more nourishing to you than what it would be when you fix something and bread and you put whatever kind of dressing you want it and you put your lettuce and your tomato between it. He said, no. He said, I'm much more than that. What's these words? He says, Jesus said, verse 48 of John chapter 6. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. Oh, man, there's a lot of people that's been born into this world. The Bible said, few be to find it. Man, they probably, they probably went on cruises somewhere. They, made a, they may have eaten some exotic something. I don't know what it would be. Snake or something. I've never eaten no snake. I don't want to be around no snake. But they may have eaten something like, man, you, you know alligator. I was down in Louisiana, and, and, you know, that was famous down there. And you could eat alligator, and you could eat all those things. But it said many have come, and they, they've, eat, they've eaten manna, and they're dead. But as I said in Brother Don's service yesterday at his funeral, that, that the Scripture said, He that livest and believest in me, he shall never die. Why? Because it's not a bread like we see that's white, it's got a little brown around the edges or made out of wheat or whatever we would think it'd be. That's not the bread he's talking about. He, he's talking about the bread of where he died on the cross. Where, and he said, unless you... Uh, drink of my blood and, and eat of my flesh in the spirit that you be a partaker of what I've done for you and you ask me into your heart by faith. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and they're dead. Woo. Boy, I think about all that life has to offer. And I think about even in times like this, Jalen, and, and I, I think about a lost person. I got, I got to think that, that don't have the hope that we have, that don't have the Holy Spirit that we have, and not has ever trusted the Word to be literally the truth. I, I got to think that they've got to be being drawn by the Holy Spirit. They've got to be at least questioning what's going on. They've got to be looking at things and how that... The, the Bible said, don't destroy the one that can destroy your body. Don't, don't, don't be afraid of that. Don't fear that one. But fear the one that can destroy your body and your soul. Now, you know what? I've got all confidence. I, I put my confidence in the Lord, but I, I believe that our great president is doing all he can to, you know, get to the bottom of this as soon as he can, get through this. This is not the first Thing that we've ever gone through as a country, and I believe it's going to be okay, it's going to pass, but ain't it great to know today that, that what if, what, what if this was a time that the Holy Spirit of God was going to draw His people, it was going to be a time that, that people would realize at the end of the day, it's not going to be our homes, our big homes that's going to bring us hope, it's not going to be our bank accounts going to bring us hope, it's not going to be that insurance Life insurance policy that, as I preached the other day, they ain't going to pay you nothing anyway. It's just going to leave it for somebody else to spend. But that blessed assurance that we have in Christ Jesus is really the only true bread. I am the bread of life. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is a bread which cometh down from heaven that a man may eat thereof and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven if if any man eat of this bread, he shall live 
forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the whole world. And as we see his body, as we look over at the cross, we, we see he said, this is the bread. As he hung on a cross and he said, it's finished. He said, this is the only bread that you can come to and you can accept and you can be a partaker of and you can live forever. So man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. I would strongly advise everyone to read more. The other day, I had a lady to call me. She's of the horse industry, and she was worried about her daughter. And I said, well, you need to read some Psalms every day. You need to every day. Tell her to read Psalms every day. Tell her don't watch any news. And if she has to watch TV, watch, watch some comedy or something. And I, I don't know, you know, uh, if uh, everyone would know what I was talking about, but if, if you've never pulled up on your phone, I remember being with someone one time at the hospital. They, they pulled up on the phone. Uh, you know, it used to be Tim Conway and Don Knotts. But Tim Conway, he was a comedian, and he was playing the part of a dentist. And he was going to put some deadener in, maybe in the mouth of someone. And so he, he was kind of clumsy anyway. So first thing he does, he sticks his arm with the deadener. You remember? And then now his arms, you know. And so, you know, being his arms like going, you know, and then, then he reaches for something and he sticks his leg. And, and, and so he, he's just putting deadener all in his body. And, and how funny it is. But I was saying, read you some scripture. Don't watch any, any news, you know. Uh, talk to the Lord. Watch comedies. Talk to the Lord. And I sent her that scripture. I think it's in Isaiah. It says, a mind that stays upon the Lord. You're talking about the best nourishment. The best thing can sustain us is God's Word and standing on His promise, the best nourishment. I said, read God's Word. That, that scripture said, a mind that stays upon the Lord will be at perfect peace. I don't know about everybody else, but I got perfect peace today that the Lord has got it all worked out. I used to know a sign at a lumber company that I used to do business with and my friend had a little sign back there. He said, and the sign said, there's nothing coming up today that the Lord and I can't handle. Lord being the first one. So he said, I am the bread of life. Your fathers did eat the manna in the wilderness and they're dead. This is the bread which cometh down from heaven that a man shall eat thereof and not die. Do you want to live forever? Of course we would love to live forever. There was some kind of antidote we could take, some kind of medicine we could take, and how we do do things. We, we take vitamins and all the things we do because we don't want to get sick and we will live forever. Well, Jesus said in verse 51, he said, I am the living bread which cometh down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. That's that eternal life that we have in Christ Jesus. And the bread that, that I give is my flesh, which I give for, for the life of the whole world. You know, that just kind of shoots in the foot these people that call themselves Calvinists. He, he gave life for the whole world. He didn't give it for part of the world. And the last thing that I want to say to you is I try to get back over the world was long ways over here, but, but do you remember in verse 16, if we can look at that one more time, it says, the barrel of meal wasted not. Wouldn't it be a shame to go through a time that we're going through and not have the Word of God? 
Wouldn't it be a shame not, not to be able to feast on the Word of God, not to be able to open this Word and read? Wouldn't it just be a shame? It said, the barrel of meal wasted not. But I want you to look at that next verse. That, after that comma, it says these words. It says, neither did the crews of all fail. We've already read how Scripture says, as, as maybe, uh, remember when Satan was, was coming there, he was on the pinnacle of that, of that mountain in Matthew 4, 4, if I can just hold it, maybe that's where it was. And, 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 and here's, here's where it is. And, and we're talking about the, the bread of life. It says, then was Jesus led up by the Spirit into the wilderness, Matthew 4, verse 1, to be tempted by the devil. I mean, ain't we tempted to, ain't we tempted to think that we're doing okay because we got enough groceries? I mean, ain't we tempted to know we're doing okay because we got 15 rolls of Charmin toilet paper? I mean, we're tempted like, I'm good. I was talking to somebody this morning. You know, I think they were just kind of bragging about, you know, I can survive. We can't survive without God, without God being. And he he was tempted by the devil. And when he fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he he was afterward uh, hungry, Jesus was. And when the tempter came to him and said, if thou be the son of God, command these stones to be made bread. And he answered and said, it is written that man shall not live by bread alone, as you're speaking, but every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And we can go on where the devil just kept on, kept on tempting him. So, so we can see that. But when we get to this verse and we read about this cruise of all in the spirit, as I was sitting this morning, in the cruise of all, you know what come to me, Sister Renee? Neither is the word of God going to fail you. It's not going to fail you. The word of God as we preach 2 Chronicles, everybody's going to know that here's this as if we got it on the take, Sarah Beth. I, I, you know, they're doing what they can. The Word of God's not going to fail you. If, if they don't get it, we got it. The Word of God's not going to fail you. It, the bread of life is not going to fail you. Promise you. Heaven and earth will pass away, but the Word is going to stand forever. You can count on it, and you'll live forever. But not only the Word of God is not going to fail you. The Spirit of God is not going to fail you. When Jesus ascended into heaven, man, we've got the Word, but what if Jesus had not ascended to heaven? He said, unless I go to the Father, he said, the Holy Spirit can't come in anywhere in the Bible. And God had never showed me that this morning. And it's through people's prayers, praying for me that the anointing would be upon me. But he spoke to me, and I've never preached this way. Neither has the Word of God ever failed you. All I could... I, I preach it the best way I could, but all I could get to, and every time I've ever preached it in my mind, all I've ever gotten to, how it was just a faith thing. It was a faith thing. It was a faith thing on Elijah to get up from that brook and go to that woman. It was a faith thing on that woman to do what Elijah asked her to do. The Word of God stayed. It was a faith thing, and I preached it that way. And I preached it how God will just bless us and, and how He'll just keep everything full. And it'll be running over. And I preached it that way. But until the day I've never preached it, that this is the bread of life. The Word of God is the bread of life. And then the last thing, until the day I've never preached it, that cruise of oil, not only the Word of God didn't fail you, but the Spirit of God hadn't failed you. And Scripture teaches us, Renee, and we raised it in an old church. 
And he said, there's coming a day that you're not going to worship me. You're not going to worship me. People will be sitting home today. People will be at their couches, and they already know. I mean, the Holy Ghost of God just up and down my britches leg right now, feels like, because I can just see them there. When I said that, they got it in their spirit because they know the Word. They know what I'm saying. The time may come, and it's coming, that you're not going to worship me in those temples and up on that mountain, up on that mountain. But what you're going to do when, when, the, when that door is shut, when that building door is shut, for whatever reason may be, he said, you're going to worship me in spirit. And that's what that all was about. And that's what we got to think about as we, as we grow in the Lord and, and a whole lot of people, maybe churches, they, they don't want to allow the spirit of the Lord. And then where the Bible says, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. There's freedom to love one another. I'm just looking at empty seats. There's, there's freedom where, uh, to appreciate one another. There's freedom to agree with one another. The Bible said, how can any two walk together except they agree? And so when it said the cruise of all didn't fail, the Holy Spirit of God, the bread of life didn't fail, and I was sitting in that office this morning. Last night I was in there after dark. The Spirit of the Lord didn't fail. This morning when we came to sing, at one time I just left the building at one line. I just left. I mean, I just left. I just, there you go, Eddie. I mean, there you go. I mean, you just done gone. You done got caught up in that. The Spirit of the Lord. And then, then when y'all were singing them songs, and then, Kaylee, when you were singing that song that I had to get you to repeat, to repeat again about amazing grace and, and, and how good God is and, and, how we, and how we just lift our hands and how we do that thing. Man, I just broke and tears came out of my eyes. I thought, boy, the, the Spirit of God didn't feel, fail me then. And, then. and then I've had people preaching like, how are you going to preach to empty seats? I mean, how are you going to do that, you know? And I'm looking over and Jaylee's having a smile and, and Kaylee's having a smile and Renee's having a, small, a smile and... And, and, and Sarah, she's been the cheerleader. She's been right here through praise and worship. We could glance of her. We had a real warm body. And then Houston back there, being Houston, he's smiling. All the spirits are good. But, but this morning as we come to preach the gospel, and we're preaching, and we're preaching out to you that are home or whatever, wherever you are, it infelled us. And so the Spirit of the Lord, the Holy Spirit, and so... Uh, uh, how it sent a word today and how we have the written word today and the Holy Spirit being the all, the comforter, the sustainer. And the Bible says in Corinthians, it says that the Holy Spirit, what it is, it's the God of all comfort. So that's for us Christians. We can know that it's the bread of life. Word of God ain't heaven and earth will pass away but that ain't going to pass away. We have the Holy Spirit to come in and take control. Greater is he that's in us and he that's in the Word. Yes, it's got the Word, but it's talking about the Holy Spirit, that third person of the Trinity that we baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Thank God for that all representation in them scriptures that we had. That was for saved folks. What about lost folks? How in the world when... You're a little uneasy. And you get to thinking, you get to thinking, even churches. I talk to churches and they say, Brother Eddie, we can't go long. I mean, we depend on our tithe. We can't, we can't go long without having service and thank the Lord for the people who are calling and 
meet me on the side of the streets. I'm coming to their home. They send it to the post office and offerings are coming. But what, what do you do? I mean, you've got personal reasons where you guys are home and, and you're worried about when some of them have been sent home. I've heard this week without a check. You, you're not that blessed where you, maybe it's a big company that, that can over, overdo that and, and, and go on. And, and I got to thinking about, you know, we we thinking about the older people at this time and how they're more acceptable. And, and I just get mad every time, me being 61, where they say, you know, the uh, what do they call them folks? The uh, elderly. And they said, really, that's over 60. I, I wanna, I'm, I'm real mad about that. I, I'm calling in. Uh, that's got to be like over 105 because we know that don't, even, uh, that, that don't even set well with Mamma back there. She was there and she's watching this morning. She would say, no, that can't be me. And she's out and doing, got on her lawnmower and just going and doing. But, but what, what do you do when you're uneasy? Do you reckon in closing today, do you reckon that God could be using all this today just to call on people. So you know what? You can't even depend on, so what you've got a lot of money. <laughs> you got, can you imagine someone that's got, say, $2 million. We still okay, Sarah Beth? $2 million in the bank. Can you imagine two? That's a bunch of money, a bunch of money. And they can't, they can't go buy no toilet paper either. Not even, they, and they're out of toilet paper. And they're like, I can't believe we got $2 million and we can't even buy no toilet paper. $2 million and I went shopping and, and there was no meat there to buy. See, there's coming a time when you're, we've always preached it that way. What are you going to do when, when the money ain't going to take care of it? When, when your possessions can't take care of it? When just because you're somebody, you know, and you, you, you know you, you're a vice president of some corporation, but when they ain't got no eggs, they ain't got no eggs, what are you going to do? Well, I love that song that said, all my hope is in Jesus. The Word of God is the bread of life. It won't fail you. It won't run dry on you. And the Holy Spirit ain't going to ever run dry on you. Lord, we thank you for today. Thank you for our church family, this praise band, Sarah Beth and Houston that always do that. And Lord, little old Chelsea called yesterday. So, Brother Eddie, I'm just willing to do whatever, Uncle Eddie, that you need me to do. We may use them for some service too, Wednesday night or something, we may do that. Lord, I just, I just thank you. I thank you for all that are concerned and we're concerned for them. And Lord, just be with uh, Brenda Castleman, Lord, as she's going to be bringing her sweet husband home and just, just, just be, be with her, Lord, and uh, comfort her. We, we thank you that, Lord, she's going to be able to pick up this word. She's going to be nursed from word and God is going to sustain her. Thank God for, for Dale that got to bring her husband home. He's doing good. I, I thank the Lord for that. Uh, and I, I'll just be with the Maddox family, Lord, as, as they've got a brother that, that uh, won't be long unless, God, you intervene in all that. But uh, uh, Brenda and Tony Castleman, Lord, I pray you'd be with Tony. Lord, he was such, he's been such an easy person to go visit and, and take care of. Brenda, Lord, only Brenda knows what we think of one another. God, how much I think of her and appreciate her so much and God you've kept her lifted up we love you and we praise you for all you do lost person out there at right now give your life to Jesus you talk to him just like you would talk to the best friend you got on this earth you tell him what you want you say Lord I'm empty inside I, I don't have that I, that bread of life I don't have that word hid in my heart that I won't sin against God and I don't have that Holy Spirit to comfort me and I want that and you call out on God and you ask him to save you today 
and he'll save you. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. We love you today and we thank you for all you do. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Love you, church family.